It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is a pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be a fantastic and amazing show. I'll be introducing my guest shortly, and I promise this is going to be a fun and informative hour. It will be terrific, as always. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I usually do this every single week. And before I forget, this episode is brought to you by Phone Sites. With Phone Sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. So try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. The topic of associations comes up a lot on the show, and rightfully so. In order to do what you dream of doing, you have to level up your connections and be around people who have done what you want to do, people who think bigger than you, and people who support your vision in one way or another. I have made a conscious effort to be around people who are like this in my life, and it has changed for the better not only in the last five years, but even in the last 12 months. A big thinking person will never make fun of your dreams, but instead might ask you questions to help you clarify what you want and perhaps steer you in a direction to help you make that happen. Some people will clap when you win, and others will be secretly happy when you fail. Know the difference, and make every effort to be around those who lift you up and inspire you. You will be so glad you did. With all this in mind... I want to introduce my very special guest. And before I forget, I do have a book. My latest book is called Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers, Volume 2. You can find it on Amazon. It went number one in multiple categories, and I would really love for you to pick that up. Once again, that's Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers, Volume 2. My guest this week is Dave Ferguson. Let me tell you about him. He is an internationally respected executive coach, speaker, facilitator, and author in the areas of leadership and personal development. In his signature, direct, yet highly connective style, he helps business Business owners, executives, top management leaders, and political leaders transform how they communicate, communicate, uh, correct, and grow in their leadership roles. Prior to launching his coaching and speaking business in 2006, he served 25 years in corporate leadership roles in Fortune 500 banking, real estate, and investment companies. He also had leadership roles in the United States Air Force. Thank you for your service. And during these years, he engaged his no-nonsense leadership approach to challenge, coach, mentor, and develop leaders at all levels. And he helps bosses become leaders and leaders to create their legacy. We have a lot to talk about. So here we are with my very special guest for the third time. This is Dave Ferguson. Dave, how are you? Welcome to the show. I am great. I'm just hoping the third time's a charm. <laughs> yeah, well, it was really fantastic to have you here the first two times, and it's just going to keep getting better and better. I know it. I, well, you know, every time I hear that introduction of mine, that bio of mine, I feel old. Because <laughs> it seems like I've been working for a long time. But, you know, yeah. I, guess when you, I guess when you love what you do, uh, it, it doesn't age you. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So give us a sense of your background. How how did you get from where you were to where you are now? Oh, man. That's a long story. That's a book I haven't written yet. Um, you know, I look, I grew up pretty poor, you know, like um, and I didn't know what leadership was growing up. Right. You know, you, don't, you really don't as a kid. You know, it's not something that's taught in schools. Rarely it's taught at home. Um, definitely not taught in college campuses, but, um, 
I had some really strong people around me, my grandmother and my mother, um, who raised me. And, you know, I look back now, they're both gone, but they were just great leaders. Also had, um, you know, uh, uh, I, I lived, we lived next to a volunteer fire department. And we lived next to the parking lot of the fire department. So all the guys would come in after work and, you know, work on the trucks or hang around, drink beer or whatever they were doing. And I'd always go out and like kick a ball towards the towards that area to try to get their attention because I didn't really have any male leaders in my life. And some of those gentlemen really impressed me and helped me. And they really, you know, a couple of them literally kind of almost adopted me as their own, you know. And so I was I was around leaders early on, didn't know it at that time that they were leaders. Right. Um, but, you know, it, it propelled me to think that I could I could become more than, than the situation I was in. Um, and, um, you know, I've always it's interesting. Um, I seek out people all the time. I seek out leaders all the time. It's 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 just been a, a, a something that's worked for me from a personal and a business standpoint. Wow. You know, and, um, you know, I don't tell that story to impress people. Like I went from, you know, that story's common, you know, um, a lot of people have, have, have done that, right. Go from rags to riches. Right. Yes. Um, so, but it's to tell people, it's to impress upon people more of that. I don't care what, where you are in your life. Um, um, situationally, it can always change. And, and you can be the driver of it. And of course, other leaders and mentors for me is, is what's, you know, I think, you know, my association, I, I, I stay pretty close to a couple of mentors that have helped me for years. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah. That's a, it's really important. Did you envision early in your life that you would be where you are right now? Um, I envisioned I would be successful. Yes. I, I defined it early on in life around money because you grow up poor, right? Um, you, you want, you, you, um, envy people, um, that have money. And so you can either let that envy lift you or you can have it load you down. Um, I chose, it fueled me. Mm -hmm. It fueled me very early on. So, um, you know, I was a kid that always had money in my pocket. Um, you know, um, and I'm still, I'm, it's funny. I still have some of those habits. I always have cash on me yeah. always. Um, and it just, it makes me feel comfortable. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's, it's always, it's, it's actually, you know, when I talk to people about fears, which we all have, yeah. you know, my biggest fear in life was always that I was going to be a poor kid again, or I'm going to be a poor adult, you know? So mm-hmm. how do I manage that fear? I manage that fear by um, doing everything possible that to make sure that will never happen. And that's right. all the way around in life, not just in my business. Absolutely. How do you define leadership? Because I know that is your topic of expertise. Yeah, it's funny. So you've read my book, my last book. So, you know, at the beginning, I question, I don't question, but I don't necessarily agree with all, everybody's definition of leadership. And by the way, I tell people that's okay, because ideally you should define leadership your own way. Yeah. You know, for me, it's it's really humbly and authentically investing in yourself and other people because you have to invest in yourself um, to be helpful to other people, right? Um, right. And whatever that investment is, is, going to seminars, paying a mentor, reading books, listening to Audible, whatever your health. Like I talk to people all the time, you've got to be healthy physically, mentally, and spiritually to help people. 
And and really, that's what leaders do. We help, we assist, we guide, we stand on next alongside people. Um, and you know, um, it, it's just for me, it's it's authenticity. Um, you know, it's authenticity. Like I, I know we look. You know, I follow a lot of people in the leadership space. Right. Um, that doesn't mean I agree with everything. That doesn't mean I take everything, okay, from it. Right. But it, it means I'm in a constant learning mode, and that's the other thing you have to pass on to people today is really Absolutely. as a leader is keep your groups learning. That's why I, I put together that that kit with my last book so teams could do it together. Right. Absolutely. So first of all, thank you for your service in the military. I really do appreciate that. What did military experience teach you about leadership? Oh, wow. Well, it's interesting because, you know, it's, it's a rank structure, right? Yeah. Um, and, and so, um, you know, initially, you know, it's things are done by rank and higher ranks, you know, just like any, just like a corporation, you can have bosses and leaders, right? Yes. Um, and so there was a mix of both. Um, and, and I just had to learn, um, which, which, which had to manage the boss a little bit. Right. And had to lead up to the leaders. Right. And, yes. um, you know, and I had the same thing in my corporate career when I left the air force. Um, you know, I, um, but I will tell you, I am still, I was blessed. I was in Andrews air force Base. I was in the presidential wing, my, the, the whole three and a half years I was in. Okay. Had a great job. Met a ton of leaders, obviously. Um, and the best of the best work at that base yeah. in the Air Force. You know, so I was blessed to get that assignment. Um, and I earned it, but I got it. But yes. um, I'm still in touch with so many people from those days. Mm. Um, and and um, that were, you know, obviously some of the leaders have passed. One of my leaders there was a was a was a former uh, P- Vietnam B- uh, POW. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Great guy. I mean, he taught me things. He took me to, back to his home. I, mean, I was young. You know, I was 20. Yeah. Um, you know, so it was good times. I learned a lot. Learned Absolutely. A lot. Good. We've got a couple minutes to our first break. I want to ask you how leadership is different in the military world versus the corporate world. I think the rank structure has to do have something to do with it. So you've kind of got two sides of leadership because you've got the enlisted leadership, right? And then you've got the leadership of the officers, right? Um, they're both run a lot different, okay? The, 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 the leadership on the, um, on the enlisted side is more about, is more about tasks and, and supervision, right? You don't mm-hmm. see a lot of vision work being done. You don't see, you know, long-term projections being done. It's really the, it's kind of like the difference between a vision and a mission, right? Like mm-hmm. I felt like the, 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 the senior leadership on the um, officer side, which I had a lot of access to because of what I did, um, they were the visionaries. They were the, you know, the, the leaders and they were the, um, you know, the, the long range thinkers, not that the enlisted people weren't, but, but the mission is doing the work every single day. Right. Yeah. And that leads up to the vision. And so I saw that split and I didn't see that in the corporate world. Obviously I saw bosses and leaders in the corporate world. One of the reasons I wrote that book, right. um, um, because of the difference in the correlations that can be made. So, um, it, 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 military, you know, I was blessed because the units I was with was obviously first class all the way. And so, um, the, the boss thing wasn't tolerated. Right. 
And we are coming up against our very first break. My very special guest this week is Dave Ferguson. His book is called Boss or Leader. So pick that up on Amazon. We're going to come right back and we're going to ask the difference between a boss and a leader, how they handle situations differently. And we're going to talk about the leadership ladder, which is a construct that he created to explain leadership more fully and completely. And we're going to talk about all that when we come back. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. We will come right back on the other side. Don't go away. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Dave Ferguson. His book is called Boss or Leader. And if you have not downloaded and subscribed to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, please go ahead and do that. You can listen to any previous episode, all 359. This is episode 359, if you can believe that. You can listen to all 359 episodes if you have days and weeks. (laughs) Content for free that you can listen to anytime you want. Please download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes. So Dave, your book is called Boss or Leader. Tell us why you wrote it and what it's about. Well, thanks for bringing the book up. Um, you know, the second edition's been out a couple of years now. Um, and thanks for bringing it up. And so since you did that, I'm going to give your guests a little special here. So if okay. they go to my website and buy the book, I'm going to give you a code right now. Uh, it's PE101 when you check out. PE101 when you check out. And it's going to give them half price off the book. And the website Great. is living livingtolead.com, L-I-V-I-N-G-T-O-L-E-A-D. Dot com. Perfect. So we'll give them that special. Thanks and you asked me a question on boss or leader. So, yes, you know, in simple terms, um, you know, we it, they're both learned behaviors. OK, yes, they're both. If you if you identify someone as a boss, right, um, not the person you call your boss, but as a true boss. OK, they learn that behavior for some way. And the same thing with leaders. Right. Um, where, where, where I, where I kind of try to help people through my coaching and speaking and even through the book is looking at it from a values based, not something you learn from someone else from a values based, right? So bosses and leaders value different things. Okay. Um, sure. it's one of the re- reasons why in that book, it's basically, basically 16 chapters and each 
chapter has a value in it, and it's how you look at it as a boss or a leader, or, or where is that value in your life in priority-wise. And so they prioritize those things differently. Um, and, and, you know, um, we have a, you know, I think I told you last time why I wrote that book was that I, I, I want to create this, um, and I have in some ways, I wanted to create this conversation in a positive way, not to talk badly about bosses. Like I said, it's a learned behavior. Right. Um, but to help them make the transition and it's not a difficult transition. It's, it's, it's really not. Um, yeah. there are, I, it's interesting. I have people think, tell me leadership is hard. I think it's harder to be a boss. Mm-hmm. Tell um, us the difference between a boss and a leader for those who haven't read your book. Well, um, you know, I, I, I think, you know, um, bosses focus more on themselves than they do others. I think that's the number one thing. Like it's more about them getting things accomplished through other people. It's more about them um, being the star. Um, it's not about lifting people up. It's about loading them down sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and and they can be very critical, um, and 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 very task oriented. Um, you know, maybe not visionary people. Um, focus more on themselves than the team, right? Um, mm-hmm. I think, I think, you know, um, bosses don't always take responsibility for the failures. Right. Right. Um, and pass that off on someone else and place blame on others. And so there's, you know, there's a lot of, you know, um, you know, you know, it's easy to find. It's interesting. I see it in social media, like even happened to me today, um, like people scan to see where they can, um, either debate you or, question you okay on on your behavior or what you just posted there and bosses are very similar that way they they tend to look for what you're doing wrong yeah leader looks for what you're doing right i love that that is so awesome one is about empowering and one is about trying to catch you doing stuff and it's like what did you do wrong yeah Yeah. and i say all the time i say all the time and i I try to get this mentality that people's you know what's wrong is always available Mm-hmm. It's always what's wrong is always available to us, but you know what else? So is what's right. Yeah, I love that. So let's talk about your leadership ladder. This is a construct that you've created to help explain leadership in a more comprehensive way. And each letter in the word ladder starts with something ladder, like you climb L A D E L A D D E R. Excuse me. So the letter L is legacy. You want people to create a meaningful legacy. That's what leadership's all about. Explain that a little more fully, please. Can we start at the bottom? Oh, absolutely. Let's start at the bottom. So we're starting with R. Yeah. So, cause actually when I do this, I, I just, I, when I do this as a speech, I actually have a ladder on stage. So okay. oh, uh, wow, we're, looking that's cool. a, we're looking at a vertical ladder. And so the last letter is R. And so it's our first step as, as being, and this is not how we see ourselves as a leader, the ladder. Yeah. Um, it's how, other people see us you know i created this because i wanted a visual i wanted something simple um i wanted something people could climb because so many people would hire me from an executive coaching standpoint and and their main goal was to get promoted and they were worried about climbing the corporate ladder i said you know what if you can climb this leadership ladder you're gonna have anything you want in corporate in life okay which is what's what's better than that so the the r stands for recognize leadership as a priority so do people when they see you and work with you, whether it's in business or the nonprofit or anything in your community, whatever, do they recognize that leadership's a priority for you? 
Did they recognize leadership as a priority? So like, have they seen you create strong things? Have they seen you create a following? Do they see other people appreciate being with you? Do they, do they, um, do they see you sharing leadership? You know, um, you know, this is one of the, I'll go back to that, to, to the, uh, the, the workbook and kit that goes with my book is that I created that to help leaders be recognized, help people recognize leadership's a priority to them. Right. So they'll yeah. do these book studies with their teams. And yes, then the people go like, you know what? Leadership is important to this person. I'm going to follow them because of that. Um, right. So they recognize leadership's a priority for you. And, you know, and, and then they'll go the next step with you. Um, which is all about, and that's the E, and that's, in, you know, how do you engage and connect with people? You know, are you a good listener? Right. Um, do you take, do you own responsibility for the successes and failures? Right. Um, yeah. Do you, I put in, do you yield the floor? Yeah. You know, do you always have to be on the stage, right? Do you right. put other people on the stage, right? So yeah. it's all about that engaging, connecting. It's like, you know, um, Years ago, one of my mentors, John Maxwell, wrote this book, Everyone Communicates, Few Connect, right? Right. Um, popular book and still is. Um, but it's, it's so um, relevant to this conversation, especially today, because connection is limited these days. Like we all communicate, right? Mm -hmm. We all communicate, but very few seek connection, like true connection. Yeah. Not for something, right? True connection with connecting with people. Um, and, and it's one of the reasons my coaching business is as successful as it is because I am highly intentional about us connecting, like really mm -hmm. connecting. Not, not so you renew with me. Renewals are not a problem with me because I connect with people. Um, it's, yeah. my pro I mean, it's my primary intention, especially when we start and then to keep the connection growing and growing and growing. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's, that's the E. Um, and then we're the first D. So now we're getting ready. Can this, will this person go on the third rung with me of the ladder now, right? Um, and, and that's all about um, driving results. Yeah. Do they see me as a leader that drives results, right? Because let's face it, people go to work. You know, people want to make money. People want to get promoted. They want an opportunity. They want to you know, enjoy it, I hope. Yes. And so am I driving results, okay? And am I driving results with them? as a team, right? It's not me just driving it. It's the team. And do I embrace that? So I'm not directing all the time. Okay. We're working as a team. Okay. So, um, that's all about driving. Are we delivering results? Are we driving results? And are we delivering results for the organization, for each other, for the team, all of those things. Um, and then, and then, the, and then the, um, the fourth D, I mean the second fourth rung, sorry, this the next D is, you know, um, do, do people see me as a leader that's highly interested in developing them? So important. Right. Like, are they interested in the, like, is this person want to share with me? You know, do they want to share their wisdom? Do they want to share their experience? Do they want to fail, share their failures and their results, you know, and, and their successes, right? Do they, do they, are they sharing with me humbly, you know, or are they authentic? Right. And they're going to pour this into me. They're willing to do this. Um, there's, and, and it's funny, I get so passionate when I talk about this because it's what I do for a living. Absolutely. And I love, I, I, there's something that I read on Facebook. I don't remember who shared it, but it's the philosophical question. What if we develop others and they leave our company? Well, what if you don't develop others and they stay? <laughs> that's that's the, C, the CEO versus the CFO conversation. The CFO doesn't want the, the CEO to spend the money on it. Right. right? 
And, and you know, it's literally that just happened to me last month. Wow. So the CEO worked, I worked with the CEO um, when he was at another organization. And so he's like six months into the new organization and he calls me, I want you to come into my organization. You know, I, I moved and I want you to come in my organization. Well, the CFO was pushing back like crazy. Mm-hmm. Like didn't, didn't think we should be spending the money. Why, why? And so he actually took himself out of the equation, literally. So, you know, I got, I got the contract. I got the people to coach, but he's not one of them. Yeah. You know, so, but it, it was all about finances. It wasn't thinking about, you know, what, what does it cost, right? Turnovers. Yeah. Turnover and hiring is generally one of the largest line items on a budget. Oh, absolutely. Generally, I, I, I have a great example of this, and it's a great boss or leader example. So I got hired um, about four years ago by a pretty large privately held organization, but um, they had like 13,000 employees. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Multiple locations around the U.S. One of four businesses that this this private owner has. Um, and I can't tell you the name of the business. It's a big name, but right. um, I can't do that. But they were having turnover issues. They were turning over a third of their workforce every year. Wow. And by the way, still highly profitable because they were really good at what they were doing, but they broke people's backs doing it. Ooh. Like they, classic bosses. It took me like 30 days to, to go to the CEO and go, I forgot, I already figured out what's wrong. He's like, really? I go, yeah, I already do. It's all bosses here. They're killing people. They're not embracing and they're not high-fiving and they're not supporting and they're, you know, they're just direct, 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 direct. And the people can't stand it. You've got a great organization. We can fix this. Yeah. And so what, what it happens is they, they jump. So what happens is when the easiest way for me to identify a boss is someone that jumps from the the, the R, recognize leadership's a priority, right? And mm-hmm. they, well, they skip over, engage, and connect. Oh, you can't skip these steps. You have to take the steps one at a time. Yeah, but, yeah, because if you don't engage and connect with people, they're only going to follow you for one thing, like the premise of my book, a paycheck. Right. Right? They're not enjoying it. It's a relationship. That's why I tell these you know, this is a relationship. If you have one employee or a thousand employees, it's a relationship. Okay. You have to connect with your team and they were, they all skipped that. They just went right to driving results. Yeah, absolutely. We are coming up against our next break. We are talking about the leadership ladder with Dave Ferguson. The first step on the ladder was recognize leadership as a priority. The second rung is engage and connect with your team. Third is drive results. Fourth is develop others. We will talk about the last two rungs of the leadership ladder when we return. And I will also ask Dave about building rapport with people. I will also ask him about the importance of loyalty. I will also talk about the importance of vulnerability and transparency in leadership. That's a topic that probably does not get nearly enough discussion, but we're going to talk about that when we come back. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. We will be right back on the other side. We're halfway through. I hope you're taking notes because there's a lot of great stuff here, and you can also download and subscribe to the show so you can hear it back anytime you want on iTunes. We'll be right back. This is Success Profiles Radio. The mission 
is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. This is the TokiNet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. If you are in business, what is the number one thing that stops revenue growth? Not having enough leads. Data is the new gold rush. With phone sites, that is never an issue. You can generate as many leads as you want without paying a lead broker. With phone sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. It's easy and you have nothing to lose. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Once again, that's phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Dave Ferguson. His book is called Boss or Leader, and we are talking about the leadership ladder. And if you missed it a few weeks ago, I had a virtual event called Authorpreneur Live. If you've ever thought about writing a book and you want to learn how to market and leverage that to create bigger opportunities in your business, go to authorpreneurlive.com. The recordings are available for sale. Nominal investment. It's like Starbucks every day for a week. You can't even shake a stick at that. And you get 14 hours or 14 sessions that are fantastic content. If you want to learn about writing, marketing, and leveraging your book, if that's an aspiration of yours, then get it. It's really fantastic. Once again, that is authorpreneurlive.com. So Dave, we were talking about the leadership ladder. We talked about recognizing leadership. We talked about engaging and connecting with your team. We talked about driving results, developing others. Next is advancing your vision. Tell us about that. Advancing your vision. So this is all about moving things down the road, right? Like, mm-hmm. so it's not just having a vision. You know, most company, most organizations have a vision. Okay. Unfortunately, most people in the company don't know what it is. Right. Okay. Um, so before you advance it, you've got to make sure people do know it and they buy into it. But advancing the vision is keeping the company moving down the road, keeping the company growing. Because, you know, what's what happens when you don't advance a vision? You, you become Kodak. Okay. You become Blockbuster. You become Sears. Like, think about Sears. Sears was the original Amazon. Yeah. Okay. When I was a kid, my mother and grandmother would take me by the hand. We'd walk down the Sears store. And there was a big catalog section there. And that's where you ordered your stuff. And I don't know, a month or so later, obviously it wasn't Amazon Prime, but a month or so later, you'd go back to the store and this stuff would be there for you. Right? Yeah. Like, literally. Okay. And they were the original Amazon, but they did never advance their vision beyond the retail store. They just never advance their vision. And right. and a leader has got to do that. And people like a leader that's doing that because it helps them see a future for themselves and their family for every reason they're going to work every single day. And and the other thing that the best leaders do is um, – and I love teaching teams how to do this – is, okay, 
So the vision of the organization might not attach directly to the employee, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. But what if you could find one thing in that employee's personal vision, okay, to help them focus on so they see that by running to work and running to work with you every single day as a leader is going to help them on that vision for themselves and their life, right? Because not everyone's going to be completely attached to the corporate vision, although they should. But what if you just find one or two things in their life, their personal vision, that they can attach to? They're going to advance down the field with you more and more and more and more and more. Because they see this, just they just see the attachment past that paycheck, okay, past the benefits, okay, even past if they have blessed enough to have a retirement plan, right? Like, even beyond that, because they're seeing growth, they're seeing they, they sense security working with you. They they see you forward thinking. You're not just thinking about the work we're doing today. You're building for the future, and they want to be part of that, right? And so advancing the vision, is, it's a piece that's missed in a lot of organizations. Um, Absolutely. And then, and then the last piece is really the legacy piece, right? Yes. Um, and, and, and the simplest way I can say this, and I say it to people all the time, is we're all going to leave a legacy. Okay? The yeah. best leaders design theirs. Okay? We are all going to leave some form of a legacy. The best yeah. leaders design theirs. And so what are you designing? Right? And it and is, and is part of your legacy developing leaders, the business and home and, and wherever you are? Because um, leadership's not just a job, right? No. Um, it's why I called my company Living to Lead, okay? Um, you know, it's not you, – you, you don't live for a living. You live to lead. Right. No, you, no, you don't lead for a living. Sorry. Um, and, and so – the, the legacy piece is important, right? So, you know, a lot of my coaching clients, my, I really help them with that piece, right? Like, yes. like what do you want it to look like, right? And right. Develop a thousand leaders, five, a couple of organizations. For the entrepreneurs, this is a big piece for them, too, um, because a lot of them will just stay in business five, six years and go start another one. Yeah. Right? So how many legacies, you know, you know what's your legacy want to look like? So it's really important, Um and, and people obviously want to follow someone that's a legacy because then they become part of the legacy. Now, right. How cool is that? Right. Absolutely. Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you want to pick some key people and just pour your whole life into them rather than trying to minimally affect a lot of people because you're, you're not going to leave a legacy if you do that. Right. And the best also let that person pour their life into you. Yes. The best do. Yeah. Huh. That's amazing. Great. So that's the leadership ladder. So thank you for that. That was really insightful and amazing. I want to ask, because great leaders are very good at re- building rapport with people. How, how do the best leaders do that? You know, I'll go to the engage and connect piece, right? Mm-hmm. I love to ask, like when I'm coaching leaders on the phone, okay, I tell them to tell me about some of their employees and they'll give me, some of them will give me, you know, um, just facts about the people. What do mm-hmm. they do? And I'll go, really? That's all you know about this person? Right? Um, if you're direct reports, if you've got eight to ten direct reports, I mean, you should know a lot about those people. And the only reason you're going, the only way you're going to get it is to ask them. You know, one of the first things I first, my first coaching call or my first coaching meeting with clients, um, it, 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 I, my methodology in coaching is different. I get often from people that have been coached before, I tell them up front, I go, this is not going to feel like other coaching. Okay, where you just show up the first time and the coach goes, okay. I mean, the coach goes, okay, let's set some goals for you. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the goals that myself and my client create on the first call is to get to know each other. Yeah. Right. Cause they, I can get them to trust me and I trust that they're going to trust the process. I can take them faster and farther. Okay. But I got to get them there first. So what do I do? I literally, our first call, we tell our life stories. And I generally go first because most people are not comfortable and they're not ready to tell them. I don't tell them, be prepared to tell me the life story. Right, right. Right. Because um, I don't want them to overthink it. I don't want them to write a book. Yeah. But I want to hear it authentically from them. So I usually tell mine first um, to make it easy for them. And then they'll tell mine. And then and I'll say, look, you don't have to. Like, I do this all the time. I want you to be comfortable. I just want you to tell me. And one of the things that happens every – there's not been one time and, – and, you know, I coach people different ages. I've got – a 21 year old and I've got a 62 up to 62 right now, I think. Mm. Okay. Male and female, by the way, I, I do a lot of female coaching, um, which and I love both. Um, but you yeah. know, so what happens is they realize through my story that we already have connection points, mm. right? And I only need one or two, but I've had some calls where like, it was so many different things that we could attach to. It makes it so easy. So when you engage and connect with people, right, you find connection points easily. You don't have to struggle to find them. It's not like pulling teeth. Yeah. It's humbling yourself, right? And they humble themselves and you learn all kinds of things that you, you know, maybe grew up in the same state or you, you know, work for the same organization or you have the same values or whatever that is. Um, you know, the ups and downs in life is where you make the connections, mm-hmm. not just the ups. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so that's, you know, that's a great way. I help leaders do that. I love helping them do that. But I do it in my own coaching because it's it, it, it makes the relationship successful. And that is as a leader. That's what you want. Yeah, absolutely. Relationships to be successful. Yeah. And that leads to a question about transparency that I was planning on asking anyway, because sometimes leaders are looked at in a way that people think they need to be perfect in order to be qualified to be a leader, but that's not true at all. I think it's important that we embrace our flaws as a leader and and being vulnerable enough to go first, like you do in your first coaching call is a great example of that. Do you find that people tend to respect you more when you are vulnerable and you show your flaws to them? Absolutely. Because, you know, in a lot of us in this industry, I think, and I've, I've caught myself at times doing this is that, we try to look perfect to people because right. we think people want the perfect coach. Okay. Um, but people know better, right? People know better. First of all, there's no perfect coach. There's no perfect person. There's not even right. perfect conditions. Okay. Right. Um, it, it, people want someone they can trust, right? They want to be led by someone they can trust. Right. And look, we've all had failures. Mm-hmm. I mean, I talk about my failures all the time because that's what helps people. It prevents yeah. them from making the same mistakes. Right. right? It, 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 it says to them, look, look, this guy had some bad days and look what he's doing. You know, he, he overcame it. He persevered. Right. Um, you know, so it's it, it really is. You know, I think people um, they they see hum, you know, humility as a weakness. Yeah, it's such a strength. It's such it a strength. Absolutely. Absolutely. We've got about three minutes or so to our last break. I want to talk about loyalty. How do you generate that? Because that's really important. Well, as a leader, yeah, uh, I think um, being consistent, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, some people by nature are loyal, 
right? If you if you were to do like a, a disc profile or something like that, some people um, by nature are loyal unless you abuse it. Okay, um, I think it's just being that person for them, like like pouring into them. Um, people need to see a future for themselves and their families, mm-hmm. right? And they need to see a future in the workplace for their families and, and themselves. And I think the best leaders do that. They see this person, they see this leader driving results with them. They see the growth. Do they see mistakes? Absolutely. And you share them. You know, it's, 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 you have to evaluate the, the good and the bad experiences together. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And, and all, all of this creates loyalty in my opinion. Um, look, if, if, if people want to follow you, you're doing something right. Right. Exactly. I love that. We've got about a minute or so uh, left. I think it's very important that you discuss your core values, your team's values with them regularly or else they tend to forget it, right? Yeah, yeah, I do a values exercise with all my clients and I've done it in some of their organizations in large groups, which helps them build their personal values, right? And so picture this, if the leader's in the room and he's hearing what people's personal values are, how, how much more can that leader help them now? When they know, when he knows what's really important to these people, when you could connect on values, um, like I said, you're not always going to connect to the corporate values. Um, um, you should believe in them and support them and work towards them, but they're not your personal values. Um, right. When you're in touch with your personal values and you act on each one of your, like I, I, I'm I make people narrow it down to five. Um, and I gladly will talk about mine if you'd want me to, but um, and the way I stack it up with people as an example, but, um, you know, it's, it's really, help. I help them narrow it down to their top five and yep. then, and then what's your one action you can do each day for one of those values. So you keep Absolutely. it simple too. That's great. We are coming up against our final break. I cannot believe how quickly this is going. We're talking about leadership with Dave Ferguson. His book is called Boss or Leader and go to his, his website, livingtolead.com and you can get his book for half off. Is that right? Yes, sir. P- the, uh, promo code is PE101. PE101. Use the promo code when you check out. We'll come right back. This is Success Profiles Radio. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. If you are in business, what is the number one thing that stops revenue growth? Not having enough leads. Data is the new gold rush. With phone sites, that is never an issue. You can generate as many leads as you want without paying a lead broker. With phone sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. It's easy and you have nothing to lose. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Once again, that's phonesites.com forward slash Brian. From the heartland of the United States, with quality programming, this is Toginet Radio. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. 
And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Dave Ferguson. His book is called Boss or Leader. And my latest book is called Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers, Volume 2. It's based on conversations with some of the most amazing people I've had on my show. I've had over 350 episodes, and I've got enough material to do an entire series, and I'm going to do it. So it's awesome. So anyway, Dave, I would love to ask you about the importance of being liked by your team. Some people really, really want to be liked. You know, sort of a Sally Field moment. You like me. You really like me. But can you trust someone without liking them? Mm. Well, congratulations on 350 episodes. That's amazing. You must be thinking you. You, you got a lot of people that like you. <laughs> yes. And um, some people like me enough to come back again like you. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, so can, can you so you, can you um, be liked without being trusted? Is that the question you asked? Can me? you tr- can trust someone without liking them? Yeah. No. No, I don't think you can. So, you know, like. You know, so if I take it as a leadership conversation, right? Um, if you're not you're not going to get past the, the the, you won't successfully get on the second run to engage in connecting with people um, sure. if they don't like you, yeah. right? So then it's hard for them to trust you, and so they go to becoming that employee that shows up for the paycheck, not for you. Right. Okay. Now the problem with liking is, um, some of us seek too much to be liked. Yes. Right. So we become a people pleaser and people walk all over us. So they need to lose respect for us. Mm. Um, okay. And so you've got to be careful. Um, you know, you, you, you know, I, I, I think John said this, but maybe not. So, you know, um, I'll quote it, but, um, you're supposed to be a leader, not a clown. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Your job is not to make people happy. Okay. You can be liked if you just go through, if you, if you were just to, go back into your organization now and work this ladder, right? As a leader, um, you're going to be like, you're going to be respected. You're going to be trusted. People are going to follow you. Sure. And you're going to leave a legacy, right? Yeah. Um, and so you can't, you know, liking is, is, um, you know, being liked sometimes is just my, my, a leader's or a person's internal need to feel like people are noticing them. Yeah. Right. Um, and I see people sometimes go out of the way to try to be liked and it backfires on them and they, and they never gain people's respect and they lose people's respect. Um, Absolutely. If you do the right thing, if you do the right things in business and life with people, people are going to like you. Absolutely. And I can think of another reason why someone may not like you as a leader or boss. I've been in organizations where the management takes credit when everything goes well and they blame everything else when things don't. That drives me nuts. You do not earn people's respect by doing that, right? Right. Yep. Well, you know, um, when we, in organizations, and I talk to leaders about this all the time, like I say, um, stop rewarding everybody the same way in your organization. Mm. Okay. You know, because people or they or they talk about recognition programs inside the word recognition is recognized. Yeah. Okay? Which means recognize what that how that person wants to be um, um, awarded. OK. You know, it's 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 like some people don't want to get up. on It scares them to death if you call them on a stage and hand them some kind of an award or a check. Um, yeah. 
they're not going to feel like they won't ever want to do that again. So they're not going to want to do what they did to get there, get up on the stage. Right now, some people just want money. And then there's this kind of like, yeah, I want to be up on stage every year getting that award. I want people yeah. to see me and like me. Right. Right. And so you as a leader really have to kind of operate that way. And it, 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 yes, is it is it difficult? Is it challenging? Yeah. But if you're really engaging and connecting and getting to know the people, you know what, how they want to be recognized for good things. And, and you're right. Some companies don't recognize enough or they just blanket recognize. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that. So, Dave, what is your superpower? What do you do better than everyone else? Wow, well, she's my superpower. Ooh. I'm not sure I've been asked that question. Um, mm. <laughs> my super, you know, um, I, I facilitate discomfort in people. Yeah. Okay. Right. That's my job. Um, yes. And I, do I become really close with my clients? And yes, do I call them friends? And do I call them? They call me my their professional friend or whatever that is. But I still facilitate. I still facilitate discomfort in them so that they can grow and change and do what they need to do. Um, and so I guess my superpower would be facilitating discomfort. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's really true. I mean, people pay you to, sometimes they pay you to coach them. And they don't really know what coaching's like, like what to expect. Right. right? Well, it's, well, really. it's being, the, it's, it's being the person. I love this one. When I when when I ask a question, someone says I no someone's no one's ever asked me that question before. I feel like that's a win. Yeah, absolutely. I think a really great coach can hover at thirty thousand feet above and see what's going on, and it's like you're playing chess from the air. It's like okay, you have to move this piece over here. You have to do this and this and this and this and this. I did not see that. Well, it's because you're so deep inside your own organization that you don't see your own blind spots. That's what coaching is for. That's what executive coaching is about, right? Yep. Absolutely. So yeah. sometimes leaders have to have very difficult conversations with people. How do you do that while still valuing them? Well, I think that is that is valuing them. You know, um, if, if you're if your conversation is to help them correct something. Yeah. Or or, you know, I think that is saying, hey, I'm I'm you're a valued employee and this is why I need to give you this feedback. And, and, and you know, you we operate as a team here. We're delivering results together. So let me help you work on this area. You know, it's, it's not a leader's not going to tell them this is what you need to correct. They're going to help them correct it. You know, it's 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 one of the reasons I've been successful in my coaching business is that, you know, in, you read off my resume. It sounds like mm -hmm. I've done a lot of things, right? And it wasn't all good. Okay, mm -hmm. there was failures in there. Sure, but I share those. So it's my it's almost kind of like I've been there, done that, got the T-shirt. I can help you. Most leaders can do that too, right? And so the person feels bad. It doesn't come across as a as a as a negative conversation. It becomes as a conversation as this leader is trying to lift me to greatness. Yeah, because right now I'm at goodness, and the conversation is about is going to be about lifting me to greatness. Yeah, absolutely. What are some of the most influential books you've ever read, or some of the most influential mentors you've ever had? Oh God, I read a lot of books, and I listen to a couple of books a, a week now, but. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, look, I'm the classics, right? Well, I'm, first of all, the Bible, I'm led by the Bible. So, yes. you know, I'm, I'm upfront about that. Faith is my number one value. Right. Um, but, you know, other books like Think and Grow Rich is always a good book about opening minds up. Difficult read for people. Um, it's going to be a slow read. I, and I like books that are slow read and they become more of a, a resource rather than just a book on a shelf to me. I'll wear them out, you know, um, I, you know, I'm friends with John Maxwell. I've worked alongside John Maxwell for several years. Um, you know, I like John's books. 
but his book, The 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth, is I've worn out several copies of it. And it's only been out maybe eight years. Wow. Okay. Um, it's a great book, but it's a resource, guys. not something you just read. Yeah. It's, it's like my book. At the end of each chapter, you, there's questions. You have to analyze yourself and not try to f- finish the book in three hours. Right? right. It's not a speed. It's not a, it's not a competition. Right. It's what Absolutely. you're learning. I think the best books you learn along the way. You know, I, um, I like some of Patrick Lencioni's stuff, too, because mm-hmm. he does it through stories. Because he, he teaches his lessons through stories. Yeah. He teaches his lessons That's... through stories, uh, which I like. Um, his style of writing, but you know, there's so much, there's so many good books out there. Like I obviously get asked that question all the time. Like, what are you reading now? And sure. And, um, you know, there's so much out there and and, uh, look, I think all leaders should be learners. Right. Yeah. And, and we set goals around learning. I have goals around learning and, and everybody I work with, we set goals around learning. What do you want to learn this year? Yeah. How are you going to, how are you going to do it? Absolutely. Whether you know, I the car, listening to a podcast or going somewhere and studying or reading a book or whatever that is. Absolutely. I'd love to ask you something else because I've been in companies where, where they value character very highly. And I've been in other companies that only seem to care about high performance. Where's the balance between the two? And is one more important than the other? Oh, yeah. Character is way more important than performance because Absolutely. if you lack character, you're not going to perform at the highest levels. Yeah. Your organization, you're gonna, yeah, you're going to, like I mentioned the company before, they were at the top of the industry, but they was turning over um, a third of their workers a year, like 4,000 a year, okay? Um, you know what that costs? That's, and there was not a lot of character. There was a lot of talk. Right. Pretty slogans and, and contests and stuff like that, but there's no character when all you're doing is breaking people's back. Um, and, if you, and obviously, if you're not doing things legitimately, um, people aren't going to follow you. They're not going to respect you. They're not going to trust you. And, and, um, and the first opportunity they get to leave, they're going to be gone. Absolutely. And that happens in a lot of organizations. Um, so so yes. yeah, character piece is important. Absolutely. I mean, you, you look at sports teams where they build their team based on character people first. And those organizations tend to have a lo- have more staying power. They tend to, they tend to stay really good for a lot longer than people that are just trying to fit who they think is the most talented player because there's no guarantee that a bunch of highly talented people are going to have chemistry with one another. Yeah. In fact, it's Look very at, frequently not good. We have a, a classic example in front of us right now, and I I worked at this organization like as an employee back in the day. Okay, yeah. look at Wells Fargo today. Yes. Okay, they they lost character. And, you know, and now they're paying $3 billion for this and like they're paying all these penalties now, but they lost character. They did things out of character. Right. Yeah. And look what it's cost them. Look what it's cost the people. Um, you know, look what it's cost some of their customers, the cost of not having an organization that is led with people of high character is, is, is insurmountable. Absolutely. Right. What is the scariest thing you've ever done? Scariest thing I ever done. Don't fight an airplane was one of them. I've done that a couple times. Never again. You know the scariest thing I've ever, you know, like, I, I don't, I had a lot of confidence in myself, but I was a little scared when I decided to leave corporate and start my own business. Yeah. Um, I was, what, what, what kept me confident, and this is where some people that start their own businesses get into trouble, they don't have enough startup time. 
so they get yeah. themselves financially. I was blessed financially, so I didn't have to come out and and be like crazy, like do crazy things because I needed to get paid. Right. You know, I tell that to people all the time. If you're starting to think about something, you know, if you really want to do it right, make sure that you you don't have that financial stress. Absolutely. Um, we've we've got a couple minutes until the end. Here's the question I ask everyone, Dave: Who inspires and motivates you? Oh, I have so many people. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to go to my faith right now, and I hope that doesn't, you know, um, it's all good. touch the audience in the wrong way. Uh, I'll do it without preaching, but um, I follow several people, and um, I read some of their works. I listen to some of their works. Um, I, I, you know, and I also, um, you know, in the business world, um, I get, I, I'm all over the place with podcasts, right? Like I'll listen a little here, a little there. Um, Obviously, I mean, look at my mentor, John Maxwell, what he's doing right now. Okay. He just had his 73rd birthday. Okay. He's in Israel right now. He's been gone a month again. Like he is nonstop on this vision. He basically just said he's going to do this at least another 10 years. Right? That's great. Um, I mean, just transforming leaders by the millions right now all over the world, not just in the U.S., Great. And we're at the end of the show. Thank you so much, Dave, for being here. Go to livingtolead.com and get his book for half price. The coupon code is PE101, correct? Yes, sir. Fantastic. Thanks for being here. And thank you, audience, for listening to another episode of Success Profiles Radio. Join us every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, where I interview another world-class achiever and learn what they did, what they overcame, and the lessons we can learn along the way. Thanks for joining us. Until next week, have a good one, everyone. Goodbye. Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. We'll have guests that will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. For more on Brian and the show, check out his website, briankwright.com. If you've ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living, then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Join us again next week for more Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright.